Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to onthewakeupradio.com. Sign up for otwtube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on thewakeupradio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. <clears throat> My bad, I'm late. Listen, all day I've been late running here to there. Shout out to Red Sings the Blues was over there having having a grandiose time. Um, I just ate now the itis. I got I have to fight back the itis. So shout out to everybody that's in here. Listen, listen, let me get right to it. I'm not gonna waste no time because I'm getting sleepy. Anywho, um, man, Dolomite's already got a popper. Thank you, bro. Uh, yes, pulling out the John. T- yes. Shout out to my man, PBM, uh, Junk Food and, and Vegetables. He sent me the uh, playlist because I couldn't find that shit for nothing. Yo. John Todd is the Messiah, the the, the OG progenitor. Like, be- before him, there was none. Like, John Todd, for me, and a lot of other people, was like our first foray into all the weird stuff of the music business. Like, this is like when YouTube was still, you know, in its infancy. And, uh, God damn it, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yo, so John Todd was, I can't recall anybody before John Todd. Um, no, I take that back. No, no one, to my knowledge, I don't recall going as in-depth as John Todd did. Now, you had the brothers before that spoke on certain things, but, and no slight to anybody, but John Todd for me was... <clears throat> the the eye opener and um I, I guess i didn't realize how far removed uh we have become from the information and because i had a I had a people a lot of people was like who's john todd i'm like what do you mean who's john todd you don't know who fuck john todd is like uh he's like it's almost like standard that you know who he he was and um so uh <laughs> I was I was floored. Like, what do you mean you don't know who John Todd is? Was you know? It's almost disrespectful. It's almost disrespectful that you have people out here that don't know who who this man was and what he said. So we're gonna get right into it. So what I'm gonna do over the next few days, I'll just do <clears throat> one hour parts. So today, tonight will be part one. Tomorrow morning will be part two. I believe that's four parts altogether. And uh, listen. 
Um, hey, Jennifer. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody's in the house. So it like, and it's disrespectful to him because when I hear people, oh, Kanye's reviewing, Kanye ain't told y'all nothing. Nothing. He's giving you surface level stuff that you already knew. Uh, okay. And it's disingenuous. This man is, you know, they set this man up for charges he didn't commit and he got out of prison and disappeared. Okay. This man told it all. So I don't know what the hell, who y'all be listening to or whatever case may be. If, if you, if you come to me and say, yeah, Kanye's really breaking, you're, you're dumb. Get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. Like I can't talk to people that want to sit here and tell me Kanye's really revealing. See, he was right. I, I just can't. Uh, yes, that is. Yes, this is. Yes. Matter of fact, it's got the zippers in the back. That's how you know it's the real deal. So if you got a Michael Jackson jacket and ain't got the zippers in the back, it ain't the real deal. <laughs> so yes, indeed. This was my, uh, it was Christmas gift. Was it a Christmas gift? Or was it a birthday gift? I forget. I don't have, I don't get a chance to wear it much because the weather is still decent, but next weekend I'm going to bust this bad boy out. Natasha. All right. All right. Yeah, if you're over the age of, if you're pushing 40 and you've never heard of John Todd, shame on you. This man broke it down and still no one has come this close to revealing all he he's revealed in my mind. But I'm not going to hold you guys. Let's get right into it. Let's get into it. Ready? Here we go. I've learned in the last five years, I had some very, very good teachers in San Antonio, a man named Jack Taylor, a Southern Baptist pastor. And when I told him, it was like two days after I was saved, uh, the things that I had come out of and was afraid of and so on, he gave me this scripture as kind of my battle cry text, whatever, throughout the walk and the ministry that I would have later. And I've left it with Christians because in a day and age when we see so much happening around us, we lose sight of who's behind what is happening around us. We lose sight that if it is good and positive, it's the Lord, and if it's evil and rebellious, it's the devil. A lot of times we look at our teenage children and we think that they're the devil, and the teenage children look at the parents and think they're the devil. And we lose sight of really who our enemy is in this warfare that we're in. So I'd like to leave this with you. I'm sure many of you know it. And if you don't, I recommend that you mark it in your Bible and learn it by heart. Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness 
of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. I didn't bring my Amplified with me today. I was a little rushed as I was late. But uh, the Amplified gives a much clearer description of it. So many times we see political corruption and things going on, and these are a few things that I'm going to discuss today. Now, y'all bear with me. <clears throat> I'm going to keep it. So, like I said, this is going to be part one because this is, this is like an hour and some change long. Um, this is his, his introductory, gets into his background, how he grew up, how, you know what I'm saying? So basically this is the basic one-on-one on who this man was, what he went through, how he came to be. And like I said, we will over the course of the next few days, go into more in depth. Well, he will go more into depth. Um, yeah, so this is, this is, this is the man. Listen, at the end of the day, if, if nothing happens to you for speaking truth, then you weren't really saying anything. So I'll say that again. If nothing ever happens to you, you really weren't saying anything. Um, John Todd, Fritz Springmeyer, Schneider, Cooper, like all those guys, um, even uh, Ted, Ted, wait, Ted, the old man from the FBI, Ted Grunfeld, all dead, all dead under mysterious, mysterious circumstances. All right. Um, if you ain't saying nothing, nothing happens to you. Let's continue. But we lose sight of who's behind that political corruption. We looked at Nixon's error. We look at some of the things that Jimmy Carter's doing today, and we know they're not Christian deeds. We know that they have nothing to do with the Lord, but we kind of scratch them off to the man. We should scratch them off to the enemy, and the man is not the enemy. I came out of a family that um, was, you know, many of you, how many of you were raised Baptists? We'll start that way. All your life, that's what you were raised from the time you were a little child. How many of you were raised in a Christian home? Okay. Okay. Now, so in the Pentecostal churches, uh, which I try to avoid as much as possible, uh, they have a term called homegrown Pentecostal. I guess homegrown Baptist would be just as fashionable. Well, I was a homegrown witch. From the time that I was five years old, I knew nothing but witchcraft. I would have known it sooner, but they didn't discuss it with me. They take you very, very young, and from the even before they start talking about the so-called positive aspects of witchcraft, they talk about the negative aspects of Christianity. So that I'm a, being a Christian is a miracle, not because I wanted out of witchcraft, but that I would consider Christianity the only way out, because they brainwash you from very early childhood that the Christian is the most evil being or creature in the universe that he wants nothing more than to take the everyday witch out and shoot them, burn them, hang them, whatever he can do, and that they are the most hateful beings that ever existed on the same level as maybe Adolf Hitler. So this is what I was raised up to believe. And uh, my last name is Todd, but that was just changed about 60 years ago. Until then, our name was Collins. And the Collins family, my direct tree, was responsible according to witchcraft history and a few history books that I can find also was bringing witchcraft to the United States. So uh, when I was 14, and some of you might consider that a very early age, but it wasn't, it was kind of a late age for this, I was initiated into organized witchcraft. In other words, I was made what Brother Rasmussen is. I was made a pastor, a minister. I was ordained. In fact, a few years later, when I went to enlist in the service, I didn't have to go because I was drafted exempt because I was the ordained minister of a legal recognized church. 
I'm just breaking this up for the for the algorithm. So y'all just bear with me. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be chiming in too much, but I just gotta break it up just because you know it's transformative content. Let's go. So four uh, D status for a few people who know what that is. I'm sure Brother Addison from the four D ministers are exempt. And uh, I enlisted and went through the service until uh, I got into a little shooting incident in uh, uh, Germany. After I'd come back from Vietnam, I'd re-enlisted and went to Germany. And uh, I was getting ready to be court-martialed. In fact, I had everything down pat. I was as good as gone. Uh, we had entered a plea of guilty yeah, for a uh, deal of 35 years and then parole, and they wouldn't even consider it. An officer had been killed in the situation, and I was more or less just waiting to be transferred to Leavenworth to serve the time when uh, you know, Witchcraft Church, which I thought was just a little group of people that I belonged to, sent a political member of that church, a state senator, two of them, state senator, uh, a U.S. senator, and a representative over to Germany, and they took hold of the situation. And- okay, so for those that are understanding, if you can't hear, whatever the case may be, so he was in the military, an officer got killed over in Germany, he was basically basically going to go down for the, for the murder, they sent a U.S. senator uh, to take care of it. So this is how um, connected his family was, is, okay? 24 hours later, I was a civilian in the United States with all my time, rank, and an honorable discharge, and my court-martial records didn't exist anymore. And all of a sudden, I realized I wasn't in something that just let candles and incense and said magic words once in a while and stuck pins and dolls. There was a little more to it than just a religion. And uh, I left New Jersey and went home to Columbus, and I asked my real mother. I have two mothers. I have a foster mother and a real mother. I asked my real mother what I was to do, and she said, here's an envelope of $2,000 and a one-way ticket to New York City. You get there on the next plane, and I'll tell them you're coming. She didn't tell me who she was going to tell if it was coming or anything. But I flew to New York City, and I spent six months learning all new witchcraft. Till then, I had been taught what most of the teenagers learn, and I want to tell the teenagers something here real quick. I'm sure most of you probably go to the school here, but if you were in a regular school, you would meet witches running all over the place. We hear this across the country. Almost every high school has it, especially in California. And they tell the young people lies. They tell them it's DSP. They tell them it's psychic power. They tell them it's spirits of the dead. They tell them everything but what it is. And I was supposed to be a high priest. So basically Hogwarts, y'all. The, 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 the simplest way I can describe all this is he went to a school for Hog, Hogwarts. If you, you, you watch the motherfucking, uh, what is it? Harry Potter, Hogwarts. He's Harry Potter. He's Harry Potter. Being a church of, uh, that had 13 ministers to it, plus a couple hundred people in his congregation. And I believe this. And then all of a sudden for six months, this man, Dr. Buckland, unraveled everything and told me there was a one God where before we believed there was four. There was one, and his name was Lucifer. And it was very quickly to tell me that wasn't Satan. He didn't want me to get any ideas that Christians could be telling me the truth. I should have thought then that if he lied, they had lied to me for almost uh, 18 years, they were probably lying to me now. And But I went ahead and believed it. And for six months, I took lessons in witchcraft that I didn't even know that things could happen that had happened. And then I was transferred to Los Angeles, good old L.A., can't seem to get away from it. And for six months, my foster mother taught me something that your pastor is very familiar with, the political situation of the occult. And all of a sudden, I realized that witchcraft wasn't just spellcasting. It had a purpose in mind. And that's when I started getting a little afraid, because when I was 10, as I said, I learned a little about the Bible. It just happened to be all revelations that I learned. And all of a sudden, we were discussing a world ruler that would be personally guided by Lucifer that could gain control of the world supernaturally and take control of people's minds. Of course, they didn't say there was a defense against this. The way they spoke, everybody was affected. They didn't say anything about the blood of Jesus. But uh, we sat there, and for six months, I learned the political structure and the history of witchcraft. And then I was taken to Colorado, 
and I was placed through an initiation into the sixth realm. And this initiation consisted of a blood sacrifice. And from then on, I was given a territory of 13 states. This didn't happen to be one of them. This belonged to my foster mother. But I was in charge of all the occult, political, and drug activity in 13 states. And this is where I was in 1972 when I met the Lord. Well, I, at first, for many years, said by accident, but I've come to realize there's no such thing as an accident when it comes to Jesus. He had everything perfectly planned out. But it was a combination of a personal witness to a coffee house, a Jack Chick Publications track, and the movie The Cross and the Switchblade. And a lot of things that, uh, uh, for instance, one Baptist church praying and fasting that I would get saved. They figured if I got saved, maybe the rest of the witches would follow in suit. It didn't exactly happen that way, but uh, it did put a dent in the situation. So that's uh, quickly, very quickly, my testimony. What I want to do today is, for the young people and the adults here, I'd like to throw this thing open to question and answer. Because some of you may have run across situations, some of you may have questions on how to deal with people that are in this. I want to leave one word with you. The only answer to witchcraft, the only way that anybody's ever succeeded in getting out has been through the blood of Christ. Everybody else who's ever tried to get out of witchcraft, and I want to leave this with you, witchcraft is real and supernatural. I remember the minister who witnessed to me said that until he found his daughter in it, he was always, and he was a Baptist pastor, was always raised to believe that witches were fables that flew around on broomsticks on Halloween night. And all of a sudden he woke up and found it was very real. And if you want to find out the power behind it and how it can be defeated, I suggest the 16th chapter of Acts. Paul handled it very nicely. And it's one thing that I can testify to all the teenagers considering the lies that you're born with witchcraft, which is the lie that they give you. When I was saved, and the pastor there that now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna post my views on witchcraft. I I'm not here for that. I'm just I just wanna you know let him tell his story and how he saw it and what he dealt with. And I'm just talking to break up the, the, the for the algorithm. Let's go. The Baptist church called the demons that were inside me out. I lost all that power of witchcraft. I never regretted it. If the power came from demons, I don't need the demons. So before you teenagers start fooling around with the astrology charts and the Ouija board, check out the 18th chapter of Deuteronomy and find out you'll pick up a demon from doing it. And you pick up one, you keep on going. My foster mother wrote a book, and she said, doing one spell or practicing one seance in witchcraft is like jumping off of a tall milk, uh, mountain or a skyscraper. There's no turning back. It is the strongest addiction that I know. Dave Wilkerson said that he has seen people go through withdrawal from drugs many times, but seeing one witch go through withdrawal from the occult shattered his mind. And I've helped thousands of people through withdrawal from witchcraft and withdrawal from drugs. And once you've seen the withdrawal that a person goes through from being in witchcraft, you'll think that drugs is something you practice in kindergarten. It's that violent and that destructive without Christ especially. And what I started to say was nobody has ever succeeded in getting away because they simply will kill you with a spell. Now, Brother Rasmussen knows from testimony from other people who have been around. They haven't been able to do this to me or anybody else that has ever gotten out. A few people have been killed physically that have gotten out that were Christians. That got out of which now it's awfully prophetic he's saying this knowing what ended up happening to him afterwards so it's very very prophetic uh real quick thank you amber for the uh 20 on the uh, cash app and let me know how the volume is because I, like i said this was back in the 80s man so the volume is is you know a lot of air and hiss in the uh recording so if i need to turn it up let me know all right let's go yeah. But, and they've tried this with me and my wife and so on, but they've never succeeded, and we're still very, very much alive. But uh, we have to depend wholly upon Jesus to stay in that situation. And before any of the young people decide that witchcraft is a groovy thing, they will tell you you can get out anytime you want. But once you're in, there's a bounty on your head should you ever leave. And I don't care if you're 13 or 14 years old, the bounty starts at $10,000, and they send a professional. They don't send an everyday person. 
And if you're wondering why I'm still alive, it isn't easy. I've got the bullet holes in the buildings and the bombed out buildings and everything else to the record, and I stand that Jesus kept us alive in every situation. You don't walk into a building that blows up in your face and walk back out without a scratch on you, unless the Lord is there to protect you. And this occult is very dangerous. Check publications to the Broken Cross, which will be on sellback for the day. The only track that I know of that has saved people out of witchcraft. And they did this book, and because of it, they moved to another building with bulletproof glass and bombproof walls. That's the situation. The artist draws his stories at home now and is dwelling that they don't know where he is rather than try and drive to work and be in danger. And uh, Jack, uh, his staff is always on him to be more careful because they're trying to drive him off the road and stuff. We try to get him to drive a Cadillac that might stand up a little, but he says the Lord can protect him in his Toyota as well as a Cadillac, so he keeps on driving the Toyota. But that's the situation. It is no joke. It is a serious situation. The occult gives up less people to conversion than any other thing. And it's not because they don't want out. They desperately want out. We went to Minneapolis to where they had a convention. We took 10,000 of the Broken Cross there to distribute free, and they were so afraid of this book coming, they canceled the convention. Rather than let it fall in the hands of the people who would be coming from across Europe and across the United States to attend. But people came into our meetings there that came anyway, and they listened. And when they were done, they asked my wife and myself and other ministers, if you can put us in a safe place of protection, we'll come out. They want out. They know that Christianity is the only way, but they're physically afraid to come out. You think the mafia has fear, for those that have been watching The Godfather or something? It has no fear compared to the occult people coming after you. But uh, we are believing that we will have this situation. Brother Rasmussen will be one of the few people in the United States who will know how to get converts to the refuge that we're preparing. So they're, we're preparing a place not for them to go permanently and hide, but for them to grow in the word and in physical strength so they can go out on their own a live. And Jack Schiff will be putting uh, in the back of all his publications on the occult the phone numbers are the different things, and you'll be one of the phone numbers that people can reach and say, we have a convert that's been one out of the occult. How do we get into this refuge place? And he will be one of the few people in the United States that will know where this place is in the mountains. It'll be that well guarded. So uh, we just ask your prayers and your questions now if you've got some. Yeah. Okay. Once again, this is the basic background information on John Todd. Over the next ensuing coming days, we will get into the actual, his, his, uh, stint in the music business and all the trickery they used and all that good stuff. So right now, unfortunately, I know some of y'all were like, well, you know, where's the good stuff? Sly? The good stuff is like part two and part three where he really gets into it. So this is just basically giving him, giving you his credentials, how he came to be all that good stuff. All right. Well, 12 years old girls are big more or less. Uh, they've been known to get down to 10. They usually start at 12 or 13 and go to 25. And they, for the people who like to hitchhike, this is how they pick them all up. And of course the police will just tell the parents the kids run away from school. They use them for sexual and for sacrifice, human sacrifice purposes. For those that are wondering if that is an accident, you're in L.A. County get run. The L.A. County Sheriff's Department has a very secret undercover thing. I don't even know if you can find out if it exists, but I talked to them. It's called the Occult Squad. They told me in 73 that they found 35 bodies of girls in Los Angeles County that year and I talked to them in December, that they knew to be human sacrifice, which they listed as great cases of people from the public. The statistics that came in so far this year are close to 125, and the year's not even over. Now that's girls that have been used for human sacrifice. And if you all notice, there's quite a few rape cases that happened around Halloween that are in the news right now. And from what we can find out, the circumstances that each death fits human sacrifice. But you'll never hear it, that that's the reason. We turned in four different people that were responsible in the area that I knew about to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, and they arrested all four. They got convictions, and in every conviction, they listed it as rape, killing, and they knew better. 
Yes. Yes, it is. It's listed in the eighteenth chapter of Deuteronomy as con uh, converting with necromancy or familiar spirits. It's uh, clairvoyancy. Anything that is psychic is a counterfeit of God's power by the devil. And it was, okay, the woman who was giving fortunes in the sixteenth chapter of Acts, that was clairvoyancy. When Paul cast the demon out, she couldn't tell fortunes anymore. That settles it right there. Yeah. Superstition is a Christian form of witchcraft. Okay. Okay, she asked me if superstition was a form of witchcraft. It's a Christian form of witchcraft. Uh, one thing I want to throw at the young people real quick. If, in the occult stores, they don't sell Ouija boards, in most of them, in the serious ones. They call it a Christian instrument. They say Christians are the only ones stupid enough to use it. Witches know that the devil runs it. They know more than some of the Christians. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. You want an answer on that? <laughs> All right, so we can't hear their questions because, like I said, this is horrible, manural recording. Um, so we can only hear his answers. So, sorry. Oh, I'm glad you asked me about that. Yes, I did. Physical evidence. One, take the exorcism first. The rite that the Catholic Church uses for exorcism, they've changed a few words, just, I think, about six words, is the witchcraft rite of exorcism. It is 8,000 years old. The Catholic Church is not that old. Okay? Next, on the apparitions, it's the same thing as the Spiritual Church of America or any of the witchcraft organizations. It's called Auras. And if you'll notice, none of them are pure white. Now, coming out of the occult, I know the system of collars. And the principality, uh, there's seven of them. And all the demons under them go by the collar of their leader, their general. And the occult demon, Rija, appears as a blue snake or a blue mist. I've heard thousands of reports, including Jean Dixon, that her report, that her guides, her spirit guides, familiar spirits, are blue in nature when they communicate with her. And of course, the red is lust and so on. It's a long list. But the saints or aspirations, I want to get into this thing real quick. The Catholic Church's altar, except for the Atome or the Knight, is the exact altar of witchcraft. And according to the reports I can get on the Nicene Council, most of the ministers at the Nicene Council that set that heresy up were from the Temple of Diana, which is witchcraft. So everything, the bell, the incense, the whole ritual, their holy water is a salt water mixture. This comes from witchcraft, which they do exorcism with. Everything that they do comes out of witchcraft, and they can't get around it. Yeah. Okay. Did everybody hear that question? Okay. He wants me to explain the Council of 13. I'll explain what that is. You're probably wondering. And uh, what their purpose or thrust is. Okay. All right. If you'll all, just give you a second. Reach in your bell phone. You can put it in the offering plate later. Reach in your billfold and take out a $1 bill real quick. We'll settle the whole thing. I'll ask, let you ask your federal government later how this got on the $1 bill. And he's going to go into the 13 bloodlines, all that good stuff. So, all right, let's go. Okay. On the back of the $1 bill, you'll see the crest with the pyramid in it. Now, Dr. Rasmussen has upstairs the whole crest. You only have the words left out on the block. But there are sections. His is a little behind time. There's a few new organizations. His dates back to the 1800s. But that pyramid in the Illuminati consists of three pyramids and a sphinx. But their crest is this crest. The Illuminati is the occult organization that we belong to. It means the light bearers. The witches call it Mariah, the conquering wind. But it's the capstone above. The eye is Lucifer. 
the triangle of the capstone is the tribunal of the Rothschild family, which is called the Holy Family. They lead the Illuminati. They are, would be Paul, Peter, the Catholics, all the saints, and Mary and everybody rolled into one, and the Pope. They are the voice. The doctrine of the occult teaches that Lucifer comes and sets at their dining room table. When they see the table, they leave. Thirteen chairs out, and the thirteenth one is for Lucifer to set in himself. They set him a plate and everything. Now, I've been there in the mansion, and I've seen this go on. And they, in turn, direct to the top block of that pyramid. And that top block is the Council of Thirteen of the Grand Druid Council, which I was a member of. Now, the Druid system of government is not that the politicians run everything. It is the same system that Rome had. The priests let whoever wants to rule the government, but the priests must rule the rulers. Now, I'll let that sink on you for a while. And I want to throw this in, we'll cause a lot of controversy, I'm sure, but it's a fact. Since the time of World War Wilson, including him, there has never been a president of the United States that was not an Illuminati, that did not belong. Now, that'll shatter a few people's ideas about a Christian president right now, but it's a fact anyway. And the Grand Druids, although they're just every, supposedly everyday people like me, you look at me now, I'm this way, I was a different way when I was in witchcraft. And part of my authority was whatever governors, senators, or political people were in my area took direct political orders from me, which I in turn did not think of, but simply translated to them from the orders that we got from London. And I can tell you from personal experience, that's how it still works. Oh my gosh, it still works. It's, that's, that's exactly how it still, just believe me when I tell you this, that's, they still do it that way. Okay, let's go in the Rothschild family. Now that's the Council of 13. The thrust is that when I left in 72, they had a chart that said in eight years, eight years, they would have the whole world. And from remembering that chart, I haven't seen one thing through the news media not happen on schedule according to that chart. I would say that that's about right. I would say the word today would be Maranatha, that he's coming real quick, because theirs is coming real quick. They have it. It's not that far away. Okay. Yeah. Be easy to give you the name if you want. About 99%. Okay. The man who pulled me out of jail became an attorney general under Ford. Was William Saxby. Well, that gives you a few names to start with. The best way is to find out who belongs to the CFR or who belongs to the CFR. Yeah. Not the way it's been written. Uh, it's a little ridiculous. I know I'm going to step on a few people's toes who have read about the Illuminati, but I, uh, he asked me what part Zionism played in the Illuminati. Rothschild and a few people in the Illuminati were born Jews. Okay. And once again, them people, I'm just breaking this up for the algorithm. Let's continue. But they're not Jews. You can get in the Word of God and find it. I'm going to a little bit. The system is this. With the same books that proclaim that the Illuminati is a Jewish organization, also proclaim that the Illuminati is a Luciferian organization. You can't have both. A true Jew believes in Yahweh. A Illuminati person, and I'm not a Jew, and I was a leader of the Illuminati, believes in Lucifer, the God of light, peace, love, blah, 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 and so on. It has nothing to do with the same, because they might be a few Jews born, and they might have some ties with Zionism, bloodline, but the organization itself has nothing to do with Jewism at all. It is totally 100% Druid occult. And that's the purpose. In fact, the reason that the Rothschilds even still reside in London is because England is considered to the witches the same as Palestine is considered to us. It is the Holy Land. You take pilgrimages there. You stop off and kiss the stones on Rothschild Mansion for luck and so on and so forth. 
if by some chance you happen to meet a Rothschild and he gives you a blessed sign or a blessed be, then your whole life is set. It's that type of nature. But it has nothing to do. There is an interesting thing, though, I'd like to throw in. A lot of witches do wear the thing called a Star of David. David was long dead before that star was ever drawn. His son drew it. And it's called the hexagram. And the word to curse or to hex comes from the hexagram. And when witches practice magic, they draw a five-pointed star to stand in, and they call demons up in the evil sign, what we call the Star of David. So before Christians start tying it around their neck, that's called the demon star or the death star. And that's why it was drawn. For a few people that might be confused about the Solomon aspect, when he backslid, he became the most... And the term death star, us Star Wars fans, we know what that term refers to, the death star. All right, let's continue. Holiest person in the occult. Everything that we practice are based upon books that he wrote and pictures that he drew when he backslid. Well, including that exorcism right you asked about, he wrote it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll give you any... Okay, she asked if there are behind witchcraft programs that are coming on. I'm going to give you two quick examples. For one, I'm telling this across the country, the most disastrous film that has ever come out pro-witchcraft thousands of people that are Christians are going to go watch and are watching. I was told by a bunch of Christian people across the United States and every city I went to, you got to go see this movie. There's no sex. There's no violence. There's, you know, it's, it's just an old kind of, um, how would you put it? Um, I can't think of the guy in the 30s that was a sequence, an outer space movie, Flash Gordon type picture. So I went and watched it. It used words and beliefs that are the innermost beliefs in witchcraft. They're not even the ones spoken of in the open. And witches don't call it witchcraft. They call it the Force. It's called Star Wars. Let's go. And the whole thing is centered around two-thirds of the movie is based on the Force. That you're stronger when you die, you're reincarnated, you receive guides from people who are dead. It's ESP. That you, that it's, see, the biggest line about witchcraft is that it's not bad. It's neither good nor bad. It's the person that's good or bad. And this movie emphasized that a lot. That witchcraft was okay as long as you were a good person. So, adults, before you let them go. And the other one I want to hit real quick is how many remember Bewitched? It's probably one of the main reasons that witchcraft grew it in Dark Shadows. They were, Bewitched was written by a witch. The belief of witchcraft is you're born a witch and that the mortals or everyday people who don't practice are dummies. You remember that in the thing? Well, they never... Wait, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. <laughs> I got to say, not, she said not Mace Windu and them. <laughs> this said not Mace Windu and them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It was too funny to ignore. I'm sorry. Let's go. Never got into, it was more of a comedy. They never got into witches ceremonies or Sabbaths or anything like that. Last night, a person asked me to watch who had gotten to read the script of the new one, Tabitha. So I watched it. It had witchcraft all through it. Real witchcraft. Ceremony, Halloween, everything. They're coming out stronger now. You better watch what your kids turn on the TV set. There hasn't been a witchcraft movie that had anything to do with Satan in the last five years that Satan didn't win openly in the picture. Tabitha, bewitched. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I've got reports on it. I was in witchcraft back then. I know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, wasn't there a woman who had a lot to do with the show by the name of Louise Huebner? That's my foster mother. 
Yeah. What now? Usually through the, see, the Illuminati names don't use much anymore, except by everyday people who find out about it. Witches don't use it. The organization doesn't use it. And each country has a, the Mariah is the occult part, and the political part has a name in each country. And the United States is called the Council of Foreign Relations. That's mainly how they got into it. They mainly got into it because you can't become president. You now, re remember, given this time frame from this to when you didn't hear anything about the CFR until ooh, the late 80s, right? Coakley, Hemet, Blair, Valentine. You didn't hear nobody speak of the CFR until like the late 80s. All right. So this is how uh, uh, far the head of the game John Todd was. Let's continue. You may think you elect the president, but I'm here to tell you, you elect whoever they put up. And when I was saved in 72, I got on a television broadcast that went throughout southern Texas, New Mexico, and so on. And it, they still got the tape down. It was on a talk show called The Seven Club in the morning. And I had a minister from the church there with me, Ed Human. And they asked me the political aspect of what would be happening. Now, this was the election of Nixon and McGovern at the time. And I said a few things I don't want to really get into right now because we don't have the time. But one of the things I said was that the last election that would happen, the president, the next one that was coming up, the one that just happened, the president that would be elected would be the last president elected in the United States. That doesn't mean it'll be the last election. It just means he'll be the last president. And that when he was elected, he was so important to be elected that the person who would run against him would also be Illuminati, that they wouldn't allow anybody else to get the nomination from the other party. And that he would purposely do everything during his campaign, the other party, in this case Ford, to throw that election. And if you look back on it, I think you'll see things that he did that proved that lost many, many votes. And then he almost won anyway. I think it would have been disastrous if he had won to them, not to us. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. We have talked with Reagan's son and other people, and they have told us of violent threats, bribes, death threats, assassination attempts, and everything that never reached the news media that went on during the uh, nomination thing for the Republican Party. Yeah. Okay, so let me do this real quick. Let me address the super chats and cash apps. Uh, Macbone. Thank you, bro. God and devil are polarities of the same energy. And uh, Kenzo, thank you for the 10 on the cash app, bro. All right, back to class. Let's go. It ain't easy. I've got a first grader that uh, went to school, and every day she came home, she said, Daddy, here it is. Throw it in the trash can during the Halloween season. The goblins, the ghosts, the witches, stuff they cut out. She understood. She says, oh, well, Thanksgiving and Christmas is coming up. She understood. Halloween had absolutely nothing to do with Christianity. Christians shouldn't even touch it with a 10-foot pole. It comes from the word shaman, uh, which means the day the dead come back and talk. It was invented by witches, capitalized on by the Catholics, but nothing in it has to do with Christians. Nothing. Who wants to celebrate a day that witches sacrifice thousands of people throughout the world on? Yes. White magic and black magic is a Catholic term. When they were burning people at the stake for being witches, they wanted to protect themselves that practiced it. So they invented the term white witchcraft or white magic and black magic. Witches, in their books, will tell you that it doesn't exist, as it was mentioned in Star Wars. And yet, when they're trying to convert a Christian, they will say they're white witch and not a black witch. And yet they'll tell you, in their books, it doesn't exist. Which means they'll say anything to convert you. But uh, there is no such thing. The devil is evil, and you can't whitewash him or anything he does. You can call it ESP, but it's still witchcraft. 
Yes. Hypnosis is of the devil. Plain and simple. Yes. charismatic realm. There is feeling and not word. I go into charismatic churches and speak, I know. And I want to tell you something. They can't understand why they have no young people. They can't understand why the young people are practicing witchcraft. It's because they've never been taught the word. They've been trying to give a form of discipline without love, strong discipline, no love to go with it, and no word. Just emotion. And then they wonder why somebody is saved three months and then in the world three months later. A good example of this is Melody Land. It's got to probably be one of the worst churches in Calvary Chapel in the United States. Because it gives absolutely, they have a whole Bible college. They teach nothing but emotion and theory. They don't teach the word. Well, as long as you, well, one thing real quick here. Satanists believe in Satan. Witches do not, and there is a difference. Witches are taught that Satan and hell is a lie. I would say for hours before I ever knew there was a devil. I concentrate on the scripture. I concentrate on the 16th chapter of Acts and, Rome, I mean, Ephesians 6, 12, the 18th chapter of Deuteronomy. Please don't quote, oh, uh, we suffer a witch to die. Please don't quote that to them, they scare them to death. But uh, work on the love and work on the scripture, but leave the devil and hell out of it if they're a witch. How much? The, certain groups use it. Other groups don't touch it. Okay? In fact, it's capital punishment to touch it. The death sentence. But... Uh, uh oh years with the training initiated through the sixth level or grand druid position of witchcraft I said on a council of 13 people that take orders only from the Rothschild Tribunal in London which they claim they take their orders directly from Lucifer and that's why they reside somebody's asking me if they're from the Rothschilds live in California not those directly related to the tribunal they won't leave England some live in France but they always come over to England because they believe that England is the place that Lucifer is most fluent and can speak to them more in person than he could anywhere else and from talking to Christians in England, they estimate there's only 2% of the population are Christians in the uh, Great Britain country. So uh, they have quite a fluent time over there. In fact, some friends of mine just brought pictures back of where they're building homes with broomstick holes coming out of the chimney for the witch spirits to land on to bless their home. These aren't ignorant people. These are the new million-dollar mansions that are going in. It's not just a superstition. The country has really gone back to witchcraft. It was originally total witchcraft. So uh, this is the atmosphere I came out of. I was saved in... Labor Day of 72 in San Antonio to a movie, The Crossing the Switchblade, a uh, coffee house ministry that belonged to a Baptist church there, and then later deliverance through that Baptist church. I've been okay, I'm once again just breaking it up for the algorithm. Um, and, and for those, like I said, this is only part one. It's literally this the, the entire, um, the entire, what, what, I don't know what you call this, lecture is about four four and a half five hours long so like i said every day i'll do an hour um this is the fluff like i don't mean fluff but this is parts two and three is when when shit gets real so but like i said for those that forgotten or have never heard of john todd this is his basic introduction into who he is and what he was into that's pretty much it for this first hour ministering with people in the occult and uh, in the last year my main ministry has been to christians playing with the occult and uh, we're going to demonstrate that in a minute here. But uh, this is what our ministry outlook has been. We just, in uh, September, went to Minneapolis-St. Paul area, which is where the occult owns one of their Bible colleges, their printing company, Willem, and uh, through Christians Giving, we bought 10,000 of the broken cross to distribute free there. 
We went there and we worked for two weeks there through the state fair and other things that was going on and had a hotline set up for them to call in and they knew we were coming and they canceled their convention. It was booked close to a half a million people were scheduled to appear at their convention and they cost them thousands and thousands of dollars. And the story that the best we could get was they were too afraid that this broken cross would get in their hands since it had been the leading instrument for stopping people from joining and getting those that were in. And uh, they called the convention, the Aquarian Arts Festival, completely off. First time it's been done so in years. And uh, we're going back there. In fact, Friday and Saturday, we're going back for five meetings in the Air Force. The people who put the uh, second $100,000 on my head came out of Minneapolis because of the last time we were up there. So uh, being So if you didn't catch that, he had a bounty of 100, 100, 100 grand on his head out of, out of Minneapolis. If you didn't catch that part, all right, let's go. For my safety while we're up there, I would really appreciate your prayer. It felt kind of hairy the last time we were up there. But this is my background, and uh, I want to say one thing before we start here for those that are newcomers. The organization that I came out of is a cult in religion, not in purpose. Its purpose is political and financial power, complete world rule through finance, which they believe would control the political atmosphere. It's been called by many people the Illuminati. Which is called Mariah. In the United States, it's called the Council of Foreign Relations. It has many, many names wherever you go. I met Dr. Rasmussen because he had come across it through the Masons. I've met people who have come across it through political things, through financial and banking things. And wherever people have seen it, they have thought that's exactly what it was. It was either in one of those realms. I came out of a realm where I knew better. I came off of a council that was in charge of dishing money out and political orders. In my area, I had 5,000 colons. That meant I had 65,000 priests and priestesses. That wasn't the congregation. That was just the minister. I saw a, a movie by Hal Lindsey on the occult where he said he believed there were 5,000 witches in the United States. There are 25,000 witches in Los Angeles City alone. So he was way under, way under short. From the statistics that we are seeing right now, it is the fastest growing religion in the United States and definitely in the world. And the reason it is doing this is because it has its financial power, and it's because the Christians, most of them, do not know their word, and therefore are afraid of it, and therefore do not witness to the people that are in it. And uh, we have not had much success in the last couple of years because they have stepped up the death threats within the occult for people leaving. It's like a Berlin Wall, and the people were afraid to come out. When we were there, we were in a meeting one night where we had over 5,000 people in one meeting. In that meeting, 1,500 of them were initiated priests and priestesses of witchcraft that had attended the meeting. And hundreds came up and told ministers, myself and my wife later, they would come out if we could guarantee them a safe place to go until they were strong enough to be on their own. We didn't have such a place. We're trying to prepare such a place now. And if you're interested in helping in such a place, get with Dr. Rasmussen when he comes back from this trip. Communicate with him your desire on this, since he will be one of the few people who will know where this place is and be able to send people to it. It will be completely hidden and secret. We had one once before in Phoenix, and three people were killed there one night because some pastors interfered with the security of the place, and uh, the occult was watching, and they came in and machine gunned to death three girls and wounded the worker. The girls were ages 15 to 18. God damn. Um, okay, let me pause right there. Uh, super chats, cash apps. Uh, Agnes, thank you for the super chat. Great content as always, sir. Salute. Thank you. Uh, shout out to Tate, 25 on the cash app. Thank you, bro. All right, so we're getting back into it. Three girls got gunned down. Teenagers. Bad security. Oh, this is horrible. And this is part one. All right, let's go. They do not play games. And this is why we tell the young people, don't go. Because they'll tell you to come in. It's nice. It's loving. It's a brotherhood. And you get in. And once you're initiated, you find out it'll cost them $10,000 if you try to leave. But they'll send it. That's the minimum bounty they put on anybody's head getting out. And they don't care how young they are. So it's not a game. It's a real world out there. So uh, that's some quick background. A few words to the young people. How this takes like we did this morning. The questions and answers. Many of you were here. And I know you have questions and answers from this morning's service. 
okay? Since you asked that question, I wanted to do something this morning, I forgot. If you will take out some pencil and paper, a few of you, I'm going to give you some facts. Now, we hear a lot of uh, things rolled out of um, things, but I want to give you facts. So that when you come up to somebody, especially just young people falling with rock music, you'll have some facts. Now, I want to say one thing before we get started. Young people have been running all over saying hi, they're friendly to me. They're going to want to lynch me when this is over. But young people, you'll just have to understand that I came out of a world that I saw something you don't see when you turn on the radio. Parents, if you're letting to compromise with your young people, them having rock music in your home, which you as Christian parents own and are responsible to the Lord for, then you're wrong. And I recommend you go home right now and throw it in the trash can. And here we go. Immediately. And this is the reason why. You see groups up on the television and on the, you hear them on the radio and in concert and stuff. And, and all. You don't see the behind things. Now, here's one fact. Zodiac Production, the leading Texas publication. It's changed its name now, but Zodiac Productions when I was with it. I was supposedly the owner of it. You co-owned it. And it was the leading source of concerts in Texas. Its office was in San Antonio. Because I was supposedly the owner, I met most of the groups in existence then. There are a few that have come out since then, but it's still the same type of thing. Almost all of them believe openly in the occult in one way or the other. Most are into Satanism. Now, how many Christians and young people remember from Billy Jack, One Ten Soldier, the song? few of you? Okay. The group you heard on the radio called Original Cast. They always said it was done by the Original Cast. The name of the group that was the Original Cast is Coven. It was led by Tom Laughlin's daughter. Tom Laughlin played Billy Jack, his wife, his son, David, who produced it, and both his daughters are into Satanism. In fact, they produced the only eight-track out on a complete Satanist step-by-step ceremony done by Coven. And that's the group who did One Ten Soldier. And I've seen all of the movies except the new one that's coming out, and every one of the Billy Jack movies are anti-Christian, pro-occult. The trial of Billy Jack dealt with demons and had more ceremonies of witchcraft and Satanism in, in it than it had anything about a trial of Billy Jack. And it was constant step-by-step -step ceremonies. It was reincarnation. Familiar spirits entered his body in the first Billy Jack and spoke to him, if you remember. Over and over, it came through. Now, that's one group. Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger has told openly, over and over on television, I don't know where our Christian young people were when it was going on, that when he was in jail before the stones was ever formed, he sold his soul to the devil. That's impossible, but he did it in it. He sold his soul to the devil to become the leading rock group in the nation, plus get out of prison. He is the leading rock group in the nation. Okay, I'm slow. I didn't know Mick Jagger was in prison. <laughs> I, I didn't know this. This is, wow, okay, learn something new every day. I did not know Mick Jagger was in prison. Let's go. In the world. He has wrote songs praising the devil. And I know the devil gave it to him because the devil always thinks on himself. And in one song that Jagger wrote, he said, it's not that I fool you who I am. Everybody knows who the devil is. It's the nature of my game that's confusing you. And this is why it is with Satan. See, we've got a little set of rules that Satan's supposed to obey, but he don't obey it. It's like the Illuminati. They own countries. They don't pick sides in a war. They cause a war and put both countries against each other, even though both countries belong to them. They don't have sides. They have a purpose. Satan has every religion except that which is under the blood of Jesus. That's where the confusion of the game is. We try to rationalize things good or bad, and we can't do that. We rationalize things Jesus or the devil. That's where you draw the line. But Jagger over and over, and that goes with rock music too. Don't try to rationalize it good or bad. It's bad. I want to give you an incident that will kind of sum it up. I did meet most of them. Most of them were in the occult, but most of them were on drugs. Now, I want to say something real quick here. How many remember a group called Bloodstone, or Bloodrock, I think it was? DOA, the song DOA. They did this song while they were on acid. They got the words. I talked to the guy. He said a demon. Well, he didn't call it a demon. He called it the spirit of this girl that he knew that had died in a car accident. It was a demon impersonating the girl. Appeared to him and gave him during this acid trip the notes 
the words and everything. They filed it with a copyright lawyer. The day after the copyright lawyer filed it, another group came in that was well-known at that time and filed the same song, note for note, word for word. And when I was in Nicole, I thought it was interesting enough to check it up because I wrote for an occult newspaper and I put the story in the paper. They got it the same way. On an acid trip, the same night, from a demon in a, imitating a spirit of somebody they had known that had died. Most rock musicians get their music while on drugs or from spirit guides, which are demons. That's what the, your young people are buying and paying for. Now, this still goes on today. Clearly, you know, we look in hip hop. Everyone's on something, all, you know, on something. And yes. Okay. I mean, he ain't saying nothing we ain't heard. So <laughs> he's prophetic. Let's go. Now, I'll give you something supernatural. You can file away if you don't want to receive it or take it home and, and get in the word and see if it's possible. When witches write a book, they cast a spell over the book so it'll sell. And they order a demon to go into every copy that comes off the press. So when you own a book on witchcraft, you have a demon residing in your home free of charge. The musicians who do the music that are in witchcraft do the same thing to their record album. The same thing. So when you see that friendly little album spinning on your thing, ask yourself, was the musician a witch? Did he cast a spell over the album that the devil would have a pact in my home because I owned the records? There's more to it than records and books. And this morning, you remember, I gave the text and I meant to get into this end because it fits the text. Your warfare is not physical, it's spiritual. And every Christian should memorize Ephesians 6.12. And stand on. Look beyond what you see with these, and look and know that the devil has got what thousands and thousands of years of experience. And unless we think with the mind of Christ, he's going to walk all over it. And that's why you stay under the blood. A young man came up and asked me today, "Can a witch cast a spell on a Christian? Can you cast it on any Christian that's not living the life? If you want to fence straddle, you're a wide open target for any witch in the world. If you want to stay under the blood and you want to walk the line and and be within the Word and within the Spirit of God and wear the full armor of God, then you're going to be fine. But I think all of us know what it means when we come to church and set in the service and then go out and live like the devil all week long and think we're immune to anything of the devil. If you're going to live in his territory, he's going to live in yours. And that includes the rock music. I was a little long on that question, but I cannot miss the rock music. The main reason that young people go into witchcraft today is through the music. As I've so yeah, Harry Potter, Ayana, yo, this knucklehead is Harry Potter's her life. Everything top to bottom, top to bottom, top to bottom. So <laughs> this shit in the fucking house all day, every day. Let's continue. Told people, rock music didn't come out with Elvis Presley. It's thousands of years old. If you take it away, witches can't do witchcraft. They can't function without the music. It's a third of their power. You think about it. Many modern churches know who their source of power is anyway. Yeah. You would. You would. All right. The question was, the question was this morning, and I mentioned the chart that I had seen. This morning. Or I mentioned this morning. I had seen, and when I saw the chart, it was August 1st, 1972, for those who want to write it down, and I was saved in Labor Day, just shortly before I was saved. It was one of the main reasons I got saved. I wanted out after I saw the chart. The chart was a complete timetable that gave the Illuminati complete world control minus China. I want to specify that. Minus China. In China. And yet here we are in 2022. China. Oh, this is creepy. Let's continue. Years. The reason minus China, they plan on taking China completely out. It's too unruly to try and rule. They plan on wiping it out. And so I'll let that settle with you for a minute. And it gave him complete world control and religious control in eight years. Now, the question was, what did the energy crisis and what did Jimmy Carter have to do with it? Okay. I want to ask the question before I answer that. How many here honestly believe, if you don't believe now, this counts if you believe during the election time, that Jimmy Carter is a Christian president or is a Christian, period? Huh? I mean, any time from during the time he was running as candidate till now, if any time during that time you thought he was a Christian, maybe he voted for him because he was a Christian. Okay? See, we have some intelligent people here. <laughs> I didn't mean it the way it came out. But it's, it's simply, the reason that I got saved was because of Jimmy Carter. 
You don't sit at a table remembering Bible that you were taught when you were a young person and have people come in with a letter from the Rothschild signed with their crest saying, we have a man and name him that will be the world ruler and stay a witch. And the name was Jimmy Carter. I want you to start looking at, of course, you got to accept and throw away half of what you see on the television news today. I recommended the Christians in the last year that they buy a shortwave receiver and receive news broadcasts throughout the world. You'll find out in 30 days you missed two-thirds of what really happened. But uh, and you also find out the Lord's really close after listening to it for about a month. But uh, the energy crisis is going to be the reason for the war, for the Third World War. And are we not going through another energy crisis? I mean, what are the odds, right? And a current war we have, what well, can't really call that war, the, the, the Russian-Ukraine skirmish. I call it a skirmish, but everything kind of repeats itself. This is creepy. Let's continue. It is their main objective. They believe through the energy crisis they will gain control of the world. That's what they've been waiting on. And if you believe there's an energy crisis, then you're dumber than some of the witches that are still witches. Yeah. The Church of Scientology was formed by a witchcraft coven in California originally. That its leader came from England, express orders of the Rothschild. Uh, there are a few religions we can't prove physically belong to the organization, but we have seen funding go their way. Now, as I have done quite a few bit of investigation since I was saved because of facts I heard when I was in witchcraft, don't just look at obscene religions like Scientology, Jehovah Witness, Mormonism. Look at even Christian churches within Bible-believing denominations. There was a couple, quote, Jesus people, garbage churches, that began a few years ago in L.A., Costa Mesa, and so on. They had a few hundred kids. All of a sudden, the pastors move into half a million dollar homes, and the churches are taking their offerings out in armored cars. Now, where did they get the funds to buy a $2 million building overnight? They were preaching gospel. Now they're preaching trash. One of them is responsible for the so-called Jesus Rock that has ruined half of the good Christian young people today. Now, I Okay, wait. Jesus Rock, if I remember correctly, Okay, what was the play? The play was uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, they had the song Jesus Christ Superstar. Remember back then? I can I can kind of remember. They were throwing these these Jesus plays. Jesus Christ Superstar was probably the biggest play at the time. This was late seventies, right? Because I was born in seventy five, and I remember as a kid uh, seeing the play be played out and hearing the song. Like I I, I even have the damn album, but. And then you had uh, Neil Diamond, Blue-Eyed Gospel. Oh, you know what? Let's continue. Let the teacher teach. I never have to speak against anything unless I go check it out. And I went down to Costa Mesa, and I saw something that bordered witchcraft on their open concert night at Calvary Chapel on Saturday night. There were people shoving and beating on each other just to get a seat in that place. And they turned hundreds away. Nothing was mentioned about Jesus, and a homosexual was leading the service. And you had to have been blind not to see it. And it was a total acid rock type concert in the name of Jesus. Now, that's the same group that puts out all your love song albums and, and all this stuff that people listen to. So I try to warn as I go along. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. K2P2. That's what it was called. Jesus and his Technicolor dream coat. That was huge, huge, huge. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. It was the biggest thing. You found out it's up to Christian. It's like Paul said, if you think meat is not a sin, eat it. If you think it is, don't eat it. If you want to buy what I'm saying, I think your walk will get a little stronger. If you want to keep on listening to stuff, I can look at Christians and tell how strong they are in the Lord and where they're walking with him by the type of music they're listening to. And then I, I'm this way. If I find something in my life that I don't want to give up, I'll usually give it up because, you know, it's, it's that simple. When you don't want to give something up, the devil's usually trying to get you to hang on to it. Do I subscribe to a Robert's being a member of Witchcraft? Or Robert's, if you'll check into it, 
used to, and this is fact, it's fact you can find in the book, before he ever considered laying hands on the sick that they would recover, a Cherokee medium told him that he could do it, and he used to attend her seances regularly, okay? What he is now, I can't say. I only know the fact of what he was. I was once a witch, so, you know, he could be a Christian. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I know that he's gotten out of more of the Pentecostal charismatic and become more scriptural based on the Bible than on feeling now than he used to be. And I've known many ministers that were once witchcraft ministers under the guise of Christians that have just changed mid-river and became Christians. But they, rather than ruin their ministry, they've never told anybody. And there are a few that I know that used to be on the payroll of the Illuminati that are now Christians. So I don't know. Yeah. No. All right. question is, can a demon possess a Christian? No. Can a demon influence a Christian? Yes. Yes. I was saved, born again, two weeks, and trying desperately to make it before the other ministers in the Baptist church I was at decided that I was never going to make it unless they got what I had invited in me in witchcraft out of me because it was still there. It had lost control. Before, I couldn't do anything it didn't want me to do. But from the time I accepted Jesus, that broke the control. But it had influence in my life still that had to go. And for those that have been on drugs and those that have been in the occult, and there have been a few that come up and told me so, they'll, they'll probably bear witness that they have. This is what I was talking about earlier, the, the withdrawal. All right, let me break this up real quick for the algorithm. Uh, my man, Mike Check Global, thank you for the super chat, bro. Uh, I would pay to see a debate with John and Truth Teller about Christianity. Oh, Lord. Pardon my back. Pardon my back. <laughs> Let's continue. A lot of it went when I went through the occult withdrawal, which is worse than drug withdrawal. It is tremendously worse. A person that has come out of witchcraft that has been in it strongly and demon worship in particular can be one minute just sitting there really talking about the Lord, holding scripture, and the next minute knocking anybody down between you and the door. I've seen them claw off the wall with their bare fingers trying to claw out of the room they were going to withdraw in just to get out because the force on the other side was calling them back to them, the other witches. This is what they do first. Then if they can't get you back, then they try and kill you supernaturally. That don't work on a Christian, so they try and... It's really funny. Most witches have given up the aspect of trying to kill me supernaturally shortly after I was saved. This is how they tried first. I went to Minneapolis, and they hadn't got the message, evidently. So they started casting spells, which didn't work at all, but you could fill them in the air. And then when they found out that didn't work after a week, then they took the boat. But they had gotten the message yet. But they're slowly learning they can't cast on a Christian if the Christian is sold out. I'm sure a few people know there's those that have Jesus as Savior, and then there's those that have Jesus as Lord. Yes. My wife was saved in a meeting a few years after I was saved, and her title was Lady Diana. That was her witch name. She was the state high priestess. She ruled everything in the state of Ohio that was in witchcraft. She was also the witch queen of one of the denominational brotherhoods, the Watchers. On a scale in this country of maybe 1 to 25, she was probably the 10 most powerful witch in the United States for my salvation. And she has close to $50,000 on her head because she'd come out, not because she married me, just because she got saved. And we took her into a rehabilitation ministry, and then later we started dating and were married and so on. But uh, she does a fine ministry. Right now she's just about ready to deliver a baby. She thinks she might even have it today. So uh, she's not exactly ministering lately. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, let me take about five minutes here. The question is, is human sacrifice practiced in witchcraft? I have to be kind of careful since a police officer is present here without incriminating myself or something. But uh, <laughs> The Broken Cross was written by myself and Jack Chip. When it was reproduced, the guy who was doing the wording in the book, you know, writing our story for now, changed a few words he thought were stronger. He changed the word witchcraft to Satanism a couple places, and he changed the word Lucifer to Satan. That messed up the book. We didn't catch it until just recently, all these years. I've been reading it, just kind of skipping over because it means the same thing in my mind. But when a witch who doesn't believe in Satan reads it, it blows the whole thing. Because it wasn't written on Satanism, it was written on witchcraft. So the next printing coming out, they're changing the words back the way they're supposed to be. Satanism practices a form of, of sacrifice in some groups. Witches practice it more. 
To the everyday witch, that's a lie, I'm telling you. There's a few witches here in the congregation tonight that I know. Yeah. But there's a few here also that are in the human sacrifice, and they know I'm not lying. And when you get up into a higher level, fourth, fifth, or sixth, you find out that the power rests with blood sacrifice. You become what is called a human talent. In other words, you are proving to Satan through the blood and the death of this person that you are sold totally out to him. Although, and here we go. Well, they don't believe in Satan. You're proving it to Lucifer. I always, the things that always puzzled me was if we were worshiping a God of love, peace, and joy, why were we killing somebody to worship him? It was one of the things I could never understand. But uh, this is the, the thing that goes on. One of the books most interesting that proves it, I'm saying it for witches that are present, not the Christians, leave it alone is the Aleister Crowley Library, where he was involved in human sacrifice, and he was a master magician or witch, or wizard, whatever term they want to use. So it does go on. And in fact, to become a six-level witch, you must perform it. It's just like when they, they tell, now this is for the women, not the men, when they tell the young girls getting into witchcraft that homosexuality has nothing to do with witchcraft. In order to become a high priest, the girl must be bisexual. She must perform a bisexual act. So see, every level you go to, they tell you a different story, and they tell you that people below aren't ready to receive it yet. And so every step you go up the ladder, everything you've been told before is a lie, and all of a sudden you learn new truth. The only type of witches that are kind of ignorant, there are a couple of them here today, are the self-proclaimed witches, the ones who are practicing outside the organization on their own, and they think they know it all. You see. They'll find out one of these days when an enforcer comes from the organization and tells them you either join or you die. Then they'll find out it's not a game anymore. See, it's just like the mafia. You don't function on anything else. Let's take a few minutes back here in the blue shirt. What? Oh, I think it started in the garden. Since the main lie of witchcraft is God's self, and that's the lie that Lucifer or Satan gave Adam and Eve in the garden, uh, we can find it starting in uh, before the flood and going on through. Of course, uh, we had um, uh, Neiman, who hunted the souls of man, who sacrificed babies. Uh, I want to say one thing since you brought that up. Astrology comes from Babylon. The high priests of Babylon were called the Chaldeans, and they invented astrology. It is the cornerstone of witchcraft, spell casting. If you take astrology away, witches can't cast spells. And the 18th chapter of Deuteronomy lists the death sentences that the Jews used to have on them for doing things and following the stars as one. So when somebody comes up and says, what sign are you? Say, the sign of the cross. I, 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 you know what? Let, I'm just breaking up for the algorithm. Let's go. I'm going to tell you something. In witchcraft, they have a belief that says you are what you are when you were born. You can never change. Okay? There is no miracle salvation in their doctrine. I was a Taurus. And I had all the personality of a Taurus till I was saved. I have none of that personality now. You do change through the blood. If you want to believe that you are born a certain way and have a certain personality, fine. Take the blood of Jesus Christ and you'll find out if you walk in the Bible, you'll all have one personality, that of Jesus. And his wasn't any particular sign. So uh, I get Christians who come up all the time and want me to, to give them permission, you know, by saying, yeah, astrology's all right, don't worry about it. And I, it amazes me. They'll ask me, they'll say no, they'll ask me again, they'll say no, they'll ask me again, they'll say no, and they keep on asking me and I'm still saying no, you know. And they go through it about eight times, I guess they think they'll break me down eventually. The answer is no. Astrology belongs to the devil. God doesn't use the stars. They say, what about the wise men? The wise men weren't astrologers, they were astronomers. A new star appeared, not a new fortune under the stars. But if you take the times and the seasons and astrology away from a witch, they can't cast spells, because spells are based upon astrology. So, if you want to read Gene Dixon or Louise Huebner in the newspaper, that's your choice. You're the one that's going to have to face our Lord for it. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, for the tape recorders bet and a few people who didn't hear it. Hey, is in the health business and, he, and it, you know, Christians are interested, especially now, I've been noticing, in better health. And I know I'm glad this church particularly is. But he seems to attract in his business. We have a health food store. Uh, the occult. Okay, and this is why. The occults teach good health. They teach herbs. They teach um, vitamins and food, but they don't obey it. It's just like witches teach they are pagans. That's the word for the witchcraft religion. You're a pagan. Meaning you should be a country folk. 
And many witches have tried to move to the country, and 30 days later they're crying and moving back to the city. They can't stay in the country. They can't function without people around them. They have a lot of doctrines, but they can't keep them. And the health food is one of the doctrines. It's the devil trying to counterfeit something out of the Word of God that he can't keep. That's it. And I remember I was trying to do this and do that and healthy. How? I weighed 149 pounds doing $150 worth of mainline, mainline shooting speed a day. How am I healthy? They can't keep it because the drugs and the excitement of the city spoils it. They've got to have it to draw power and energy. They have to be where more demons possessed people are because it's like a, a dynamo of power. It's without, you know, getting into the deliverance message here. That's the quickest explanation I can know. I know that when I first got saved, I wouldn't touch the health food thing because I heard about it in the occult. So I started realizing we didn't practice it in the occult. We were just trying to counterfeit it. So I'm very, very much into it. The only problem is a lot of the good things that I have to get come from the Mormon church. So I know, and that's what you mentioned on the Mormon. But it's, again, a counterfeit. The Mormons try to counterfeit a good, quote, Christian home life. They don't accomplish it very well, but they try to do it. So uh, if we threw everything out that the devil tries to counterfeit, we'd never have anything. The higher up, it's one of the things I can't find out for sure where they get their money from. Okay? That's all I know. Yeah. It's a form of fortune telling. Okay? I know the leader of the occult in the United States, Gavin Frost, reads your fingernails. And I asked him one time when I was in the occult, I said, Gavin, there is no occult teaching on fingernails. He says, John, now you know, or he said, Lance, you know when you lay the cards down, and this is my way of answering, when they lay the fortune card down, they don't read the cards. They read pictures and messages that come to them. That's why it's individual. It's not how the cards fall. The cards are just uh, a prop in the play. They still get psychic messages. It's all a form of psychic reading that they're still going to give you the definition from. He says, I just touch the finger now because people accept something physical before they accept something supernatural. It's just like uh, witchcraft has grown so much recently because now all of a sudden it's... Uh, telekinesis and EFT and, and clinical parapsychology names for the devil's power. So it's more acceptable now. It's still the same thing. Yes. How can you detect a witch? I'm just breaking it for the algorithm. Let's go. Mm. Supernaturally or physically? Well, I'll tell you this. The witch will detect you if you're a Christian before you'll detect them. Okay? But um, jewelry-wise, usually the five-pointed star in a circle or the six-pointed star or um, the cross with the serpent entwined about it, you see one of those get away from it. That's their little suicide group. That's the one Manson belongs to, the process. Also, uh, Stallone's mother, Jackie, astrologer. Um, quite a few celebs, their mothers, astro uh, um, Vin Diesel, his mama was a, an astrologer, tarot card reader. So there's quite a few cats in Hollywood whose mamas were into that stuff. So you shouldn't be surprised. Let's continue. Um, the ghost head, uh, Triangles. It's, it's, I have, that's one of the reasons I had one of the blackboard, but we didn't get it set up in time. Uh, it's jewelry. They're, in certain areas, it depends upon the leader. They make the females dress in certain sensuous ways, but out here they don't. Um, makeup on the eyes, particularly in a female. When we get a witch saved out of witchcraft, they can't touch makeup for almost three months because they're taught to use makeup for witchcraft, which is what it was invented for, and they can't touch Okay. They're taught to use makeup for witchcraft. And, and do you not see men today accusing women of using makeup as witchcraft? <laughs> Synchronicity. Let's continue. Touch it for three months because the spirits that came out and tried to get back into them through the makeup. And we've lost many people through it. Late oh, wait. Also, um, chattel slavery. Y'all remember they would take the hair from the slaves um, and use brushes and make them into brushes. And the blood, would they would use it as a concoction for the lipstick. So don't forget at antebellum slavery, uh, the, the, the cherry color, the deep red lipstick, um, would come from blood of slaves mixed in with other ingredients 
and the brushes would be made from slaves hair. So that's why you always, your grandmother always told you, um, whoever does your hair, whoever cuts your hair, take the hair with you. Or when your mother would hot, use a hot iron, hot iron comb or whatever, she would burn the strands of hair on the, on the eye of the stove. So it all comes, it all makes sense. If you really pay attention, let's go. Later, if they grow and strong in the Lord, if they want to use a little makeup, they can, but they never go back to using it the way they were taught to use it in witchcraft. Uh, supernaturally, you can detect it through the eyes. Many people, after being around witches for a while, start to see the difference between witches' eyes and everybody else's eyes. It's just simply the demons that were in them, okay? And the wisdom that came with it. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad somebody brought that up. The attorney general we have now was, before Carter appointed him, and by the way, was also in charge of Carter's campaign, the man who formed the National Lobby for Gun Control. He has spent over $5 million of his own finance to ban guns in the country. Now, we're told two things on the gun control. Then I will tell you what the new gun control act is that's been written that we just got our eyes on to recently. The gun control lobbyists say, quote, we only want to ban handguns. Well, they proved that's a lie when they just tried to ban all guns and gave the National Guard the right to go in and confiscate them in, in uh, um, yeah, Massachusetts. So that was defeated. And the other was the law-abiding citizens can own it. Right now, you can own a handgun in Frisco if you get permission, right? But they're not giving permission to anybody. Now, the new Gun Control Act, and the reason I'm on this about guns is their timetable will never accept, will never work if individuals are allowed to buy guns. This is one of their main objectives. Are we not having gun right debates right now? Are we not having gun rights debates still? They're still trying to take the guns away from the people. Used to get rid of. You'll notice England's a prime example of it, and that was what Rothschild was doing. The new Gun Control Act is you're only allowed to own a single shot or a double barrel or over and under shotgun, something that can't contain more than two shells at a time, shotguns only, and all ammunition and all guns must be stored at the police station or armory at dusk and can be picked up at dawn, and all fired spent cases must be returned and be counted so that you won't be holding any ammunition back. That's Carter's new gun act. He expects to have it a law in two years. The timetable says expect to lose your guns in six to nine months in California. I have a Christian friend that is a special investigator that I just talked to recently on the phone two days ago for the Attorney General's office in California. Brown called secretly last week a special secret grand jury to consider total gun ban and confiscation in California, meaning they can come to your home without search warrant and confiscate any guns if you're on record for it. He expects to have it passed. He expects to call grand jury. Every one of the people on it, except the special investigator that's big enough information, he's, every time he brought in information pro-gun, they threw it out. Wouldn't even bring it to the grand jury. Once the grand jury says, yeah, we got a lot of bad stuff here, they're going to take it to the legislature in six to nine months. Forget your handgun. Yeah. What? You guys seen family? No, I haven't. In witchcraft, not Satanism. Witchcraft. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Little Hurler, she said, never buy a man's shoes. He will walk away from you. My mom came up with that. Don't come for me. <laughs> what? Where'd your mom get that one from? <laughs> That was funny. That was funny. Um, I was told wearing uh, red lipstick means you're a prostitute. Yeah, 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 yeah. So everybody, we all pretty much grew up the same way. Same uh, old school sensibilities and all that good stuff. The homie truth tellers in the house. Thank you for the super chat, bro. Yes, indeed. Um, so tomorrow... Uh, I'm gonna get with truth and we're gonna, we're gonna rock out and then I'm gonna get with Nick and then we're gonna rock out. So I got stuff planned tomorrow. It's gonna be a busy day for all of us tomorrow. Okay. Let's continue. No, I haven't. Yeah. Right here. Okay. Uh, uh, quickly. How much time do we have yet? Five minutes. Okay. I will. Have you ever heard of the Aquarian Bible? 
I'll take first, okay? With, uh, I own the cult stores. My wife owned the cult stores. In fact, my wife, when she was saved, owned the biggest occult store in the United States, the witch's cauldron. And it sold it. And it's a Bible, suppose, a book, supposedly containing the missing first 12 years of Christ's life. And that he was not the son of God, but he was taught in Egypt and India the practices of witchcraft, including raising himself from the dead. That's the Aquarian gospel, that he was a master witch. The next is that I said that Mormons aren't Christian. Christian means follower of Christ. Christ said he is the only way and you must be born again. Mormons do not believe in a born-again experience. No, they do not. Have I been a Mormon? I've talked to dozens of Mormons. They do not believe in a born-again... They do not believe in... Okay, their Bible is completely contrary to our Bible. I'm not going to sit here and debate Mormonism, but they do not believe in a born-again experience. Not the way that the Bible foretells the born-again experience through repentance and through the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay? They don't believe in the second coming. They don't believe in a lot of things that it contains. They don't. I'm not going to argue. No, they don't. I talked with their pastors. I know. I went. I talked to the Masons. I, their elder. I talked with the, the, I quote, pastor for the other people's benefit, in charge of the temple in Mesa. And that, if you'll know anything about it, is one of their largest. And this is stuff that he asked me because I wanted to know. And this is the fact that he told me. I quoted what we believe, and I said, what do you believe? And it didn't match up. What they said that tried to make it sound that way. But then I pulled a direct scripture and said, do you believe it this way? And they said, no. Yes. Yeah. You know, you can get a hold of your pastor. In fact, I'm out here quite a bit talking to him. So he can contact me. Oh. Okay, I'll give you our post office box real quick if you want to write it down and you can contact it. Um, give me a second here. I'll get to it before we close and I'll give it to you. Let me take another question. Yeah. No, uh, it's just a doctrine of devil. That's the way I know how to Yeah, the healing? Well, you've never been to a Christian science, I mean, a, a, a spiritual church of America, have you? Christian spiritualism. They lay hands on the sick, so do witches, okay? Yeah. President Kennedy was a member of witchcraft and I, I, I can't get into it today, but we've got the documentation on three months before he was killed, and the reason he was killed was because he was converted to Christ. The blonde here, right here, behind you there. Ma'am, go ahead. What was your question? Oh, question? Okay. Yeah. You should tell your mother to write him a very nasty note telling that... Okay. She had the teacher write... Uh, she had the... In history. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That was part one. Tomorrow morning. California time, of course. We will go over part two. All right. Uh, it's a lot to take in. Um, oh, 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 wait, wait. Oh, no, no. No, no. Too early. Stop. No. Stop. Too early. Too early. Got it. Okay. All right. So that was part one. Everybody got the introductory uh, briefing on who John Todd is, was. Um, his experiences. So tomorrow morning, California time, of course, we'll go over part two. Part two is heavy. Part two is what we pretty much all grew up listening to parts two and three. And, uh, I think it's four or five parts. And like I said, every day or every other day, we will cover, uh, all of it. Um, and like I said, no diss to anybody, but shame on you. If you've never heard of John Todd and you're pushing 40, all right. John Todd is like mandatory study, listen, research, reading, whatever the case may be. Um, same as the, the, the other old heads, the, the Grun the Gundersons, the Schneiders, the Springmeyers, all those guys mentioned should be mentioned right alongside with Hemet, Valentine, Blair, Coakley, you know what I'm saying? So you got white folk putting in work. You had our elders putting in work and you know, a lot of them are not here. Okay, so, uh, Natasha, thank you for the super chat. Uh, people will never understand. No, and it's not meant for everybody to understand. Hey, listen, y'all leave Lil Herla Mama alone. That's some North Carolina shit.
Wait, look, hurry, wait. Hey, say it again. <clears throat> My mama told me never buy a man shoes or he'll leave you. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, let me get caught up in these comments. And uh, we're going to get up out of here because it's, it's getting kind of late for me, which means I'm sure it's late for some of y'all, especially on the East Coast. Uh, yeah, red lipstick. Never, uh, I always had a, it always bothered me. I couldn't understand why. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Lord. So I got to, we're going to do Sonetter stuff. Truth. I can be Sonetter and you, you can be Brother Polite. <laughs> we're going to run, we going to run this back. <laughs> On these debates, <laughs> we gonna run these bags. We gonna run these bag up on these debates. So I will be young Sarnetta. Truth teller will be uh, honorary uh, brother polite. Okay, yeah. All right. With that being said, yeah, yeah, John Todd. Yeah, listen, Mando. John Todd is Mando for anybody. Yeah, we, we, we pretty much all dragged Young Pharaoh for that. What time is class tomorrow? Let me see. I'm on West Coast. I like to get up late. Woo. Let's shoot for um, either between 10 or 11 a.m. California time, which would be probably noon or 1 for most of you guys. So don't hold me to that. Little Hurler Mama. Shout out to Little Hurler Mama, North Carolina. Mama, what's... Why did I not... Why you not buy that man his shoes? <clears throat> Little girl, never buy a man's shoes. He gonna use them shoes to leave you. Okay, mom. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Y'all have a good night. Thank y'all for hanging out, exchanging energies, good times. And, and, uh, donations. Look, I don't like when it's a lot of people like, you know, like earlier this morning was like 700 in the box. That doesn't work for me. You know, if I'm cool with like 200, 250, I'm cool. Cause it ain't gonna be no bullshit. But when you get seven, 800, 900, a thousand, it's, it's nonsense. And half the time they're only there for, you know, for gossip or whatever the case may be. So let me get up out of here. Y'all get up out of here. Enjoy the rest of y'all night. Welcome to the morning star show with super sly 75. You are listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com and now back to your host super sly 75 oh one more thing i'm gonna put all this on patreon just to be fair to all the patron members and i'm patron patreon members please forgive me i'm so sorry i've been wrongfully neglecting you guys and i will start making more content based solely for patreon so everything we do with john todd moving forward these next few days after I, i do it and I'll just throw it straight to Patreon. So this is going to Patreon. If you're a member, then you're good to go. Um, if you caught it, cool. If not, you know what I'm saying? Like, because this shit is hard. Like, it's, it, 
You just can't t- type in John Todd on YouTube and he'll just pops up. Like he's been deeply damn near scrubbed shadow band blacklisted off of fucking YouTube. So shout out to PBM, uh, junk food and vegetables for sending me the, uh, the playlist for that. So with that being said, I'm about to y'all have a good night. Peace.